Welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave, beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Stimming in Stiletto. It's just me in the studio today. It's me and the mic and you. Um, as usual, I really want to thank everybody who has held on with me as I've transitioned from um, the, the number of frequent episodes. Um, I've had to cut those down because it was just too much and a little bit overwhelming for me. Um, doing this solo as I've been doing it for the past couple of years. Yeah, it's been a lot. I've been through a lot. And I really wanted to come on and, and sort of talk my way through this. Um, so please forgive me in, um, in advance if this isn't your speed. You know, this isn't your episode. May not be. Um, skip, skip forward to the next one. Um, but if you have hung on with me through, you know, through the, through the years, then you know that I don't necessarily come on here alone by myself often, but when I do, it's because I have something to say. I have a message. And honestly, it's not just for you. It's for me. So let me catch you guys up on what's been happening in my life over the past couple of months. Um, I have had a health scare. I have had my foot, the same foot that I broke last year. Um, I strained almost all the ligaments and tendons you could in the same foot. And so I was in a boot for an additional three, um, three months, I believe. Um, I have high blood pressure, um, slightly overweight at this very moment. It's been a lot. It's been it's been a lot, along with some environmental changes and I've changed positions, um, had to make some other life decisions that were really, 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 really hard. And and so here I find myself uh, in a position where I'm I felt lost. You know, I, I was feeling lost until recently when um, I kind of came back to myself, if you know what that means. So, you know, I could sit, I could think clearly about who I am, um, who I want to be or where it is I want to go, and what it is I want to be doing. And I wondered if there were others of you out here like that who may be going through, going into, or just coming out of a season such as this. And and so I said to I said to God, quite honestly, I said, I don't know what you have in store for me, but I got to believe and know that as hard as this has hit um, and as difficult as this has been to navigate through, and I am still navigating through at the moment of this taping, that whatever is on the other side, because I believe I'm going to get to the other side, is going to be great. It's going to be magnificent. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. I already know it because of the things that I have gone through and how hard they've been, the lessons I've had to learn, 
the people I've been, I've had to interact with the things that, you know, the things that they have been placed in my life to teach me. So I know that, that God is setting this up for my good, that he, his plans are greater than any plans that I could ever have for myself. And so I believe that. I believe it with my whole heart. It doesn't mean that where I am right now is pleasant or nice or a place that I would wish on anybody, not even my enemies. <laughs> um, it's just it's just been hard, y'all. I haven't I've spent, you know, spent some nights awake. I've w- woken up early because I couldn't turn my brain off. Um, I've gone through the OK, why is this all, all of this happening to me? I've gone through, okay, because if you're like me, you've been in these situations before and I'm usually like, okay, God, let's say we did, but really don't. Like, I don't have to do this. I'm a quick learner. If you just tell me the lesson, I will get it. I promise you, I will get it. We don't need to do this. Um, But sometimes the best teacher are those experiences, are those dark and hard places, are those, those situations where you're like, I cannot see my way out of this. Uh, I can't see the good in this um, as you are in the midst of going going through it. So I am determined to learn every single lesson in this season, to take it all in, to be patient, to be kind, to sort of stop and take a step back um, to to listen um, when I would rather speak, to do things differently, as um, a good friend of mine likes to say all the time. We have to do it different, and that's true. We do, and and to really get back to me, that's one of the big lessons. Is um, as black women, as women of color, we tend to put ourselves last. And, and if we're in a career where we're pretty much taught it's not about you, you know, if you're in a STEM career, if you're a doctor, you're in medicine, you're in science, you're in technology, it's very fast. It's, you're always on the go. Um, you don't even really have time to think about yourself in any way, shape or form. It's about the thing you're doing, designing, um, the patient that's in front of you. The situation at hand, what the what's next, the creativity and the innovation. And it's kind of preached into you. It's kind of, you know, it's like the norm in, in, in those, those, those spaces and places. And so what I want you to know is that you matter and that you are important and that you still, you still need to be concerned about yourself. It is not. It is not indulgent. It is not indulgent to um, take care of yourself. It's not indulgent to show up to work as your whole self. It's not indulgent or or should be. It's not even outside of the norm for you to show up at work as your whole self, <laughs> as your authentic, true honest to goodness self with all the quirkiness and the, the, you know, the areas of growth and the things that you're really stellar at, they all make you, you. And so I would tell you, and I think I've said many, many, many times before that if you are in a space that doesn't honor the fullness of you, then you need to 
reconsider whether that's a space you want to be in. And that is only work that you can do because um, I know that we should, we, we can't shrink down. Um, we, I want you to shine. I want your intelligence to, to be what leads. Um, I want your abilities and your talents to be the thing that leads. I also want your full self to be accepted at workplaces. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that one of the best quotes that I have, and that's from one of my, my guests. Um, and she said, you need to stop shrinking to fit, to fit in places that you've already outgrown. This one is like, you just need to decide, like you already know if you've outgrown this place, like, have you learned all it is that you came here to learn and you'll feel it. You'll feel, and you'll feel it in your, in yourself, in your inner, your inner knower never lies. I think I've said that several times also is that your intuition, especially if you are tapped into it, and that's the work that we have to do within ourselves to, to be connected to that and really trust and believe that what you are telling yourself is in fact true. And this is sort of getting, getting past all of the, you know, how you felt about that situation or, you know, that person or those things. And when you get really quiet, when you get really still and you can listen to what you are saying to yourself, you will know what it is you need to be doing and sometimes where it is you need to be going and sometimes who it is you need to be speaking to. We need to get back to ourselves. That's it. You know, we have to get back to ourselves. We can't forget about ourselves in the midst of the struggle. You can't forget about yourselves in the midst of the celebration. You can't um, forget about yourselves, you know, because you are focused on other people. You can't forget about yourself, even as you're celebrating, um, you know, your your come up <laughs> or your your moving on or the other things. Right. We always have to we have to be present with yourself. And we can't run from ourselves because that leads to all sorts of issues. I think um, that I can say with certainty that I ran from myself for a long, long time. I let other people tell me who it is they thought I was and I bought into that vision. And I tried to fit myself into into what it is, you know, or who it is they they thought I was. But it never really set true. You know, and you know, when you're doing the thing that you put here to do, when you are with the audience of people who will uplift you, who support you, who, you know, it feels good just to be in their presence. You know, those are your folks. Those are your those are your people. Um, My husband likes to say that to me all the time. He says, you know, you're my person. And I say it right back. Yep, I'm your person and you're my person. So you want to find a group of people that are your people. Like even they call you out when you're wrong. They celebrate your wins. They're also they that all also there to commiserate your losses. But they are fans. They are in your corner. They love everything about you, even some of those bad things, right? The things that you you're working on, the the work that you're doing. They're the ones who hold you accountable because they love you. 
you want those in your corner. You want those kinds of people. Don't run from yourselves. So Jennifer Lewis, who I absolutely love, the actress, she said, you can't run from yourself. You meet yourself when you get there anyway. And I laughed when I first heard it. And then I thought, wow, that's so, so, so true. We can't run from ourselves because we always meet ourselves when we get there. How true? How true is is that? And so um, keep that. <laughs> Put that uh, on, you know, somewhere, keep it in front of you. Is that when it gets hard and we want to run, don't because, you know, you're going to meet yourself. And and that's the that's that's a part of the work when it when we talk about self-care and people who know me also know that that's one of my really my big messages, especially for black women and women of color and in terms of our health, in terms of our overall health. And I'm, I mean that mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all the ways. Right. Is that we do so much for the community, for our families, for our, our, you know, our jobs and all those things. But the one person we don't do enough for is ourselves. And it seems as if we are being told in some quarters that caring for ourselves is, again, is indulgent. And I want to um, disabuse us of that notion that it is. And I've seen some, some, TikTok um, videos where people are sort of downplaying that notion, like black girl luxury groups and or black girls traveling, and how these are these are things that like the average black person or the average black woman can't do because they are you know and name the things you know they're a single parent, they don't have a high paying job, um, you know or, or everything in between that so. So it it doesn't it doesn't lend itself to those particular you know people who are in those situations and I'm saying to you I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think that we we we're not a monolith. We we aren't. And people need to get out of the idea that we all are one thing or another thing. There's a we have we are a spectrum of people who all have our own experiences and our own and our own lives that look very different from the person sitting next to us. And there are ways to get done what you need to you need to do to care for yourself. Does it mean that you need to go to, you know, the five thousand dollar a night spa in Arizona? Or does it mean it doesn't mean that you can go to the fifty dollar one that's around the corner from your house? It's dependent on what works for you in your current state of life. And there shouldn't be any comparison. There just shouldn't be. Because my experiences are mine. They are not yours. And we may have had this. We may have been facing the same consequences, um, but it doesn't mean that we felt and or looked um, or looked at those situations the same. It doesn't mean that we experience them the same, that our perspective on them were not the same. And so we really do need to suspend judgment of other people's, um, their, their thoughts, their feelings, their attitudes, um, their beliefs about um, their lives. So we need to be dealing with our life. 
And and so I have one of the lessons learned during this time is that um, I need to focus on me. Again, not selfish and not indulgent. I need to stay in my lane. Like what's happening here is it is has to be paramount. It has to be important to me because what has become clear is if I don't make myself a priority, then who will? That's one. And the other part of that is if I don't make myself a priority, then the work that I've been placed here on this earth to do, who will do it? If it's if it's my purpose, my goal, the reason why I'm here and I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm drained, I'm mentally not prepared, I I can't can't put the systems in place. I haven't taken the time to practice my craft or to upskill or to reassure, um, you know, my clients that I can do the things that I've said that I can do that I, I just haven't I haven't really invested in myself in that way. But I'm expecting others to invest in me. Hmm. You guys see how that could be, you know, little mm-mm, what, what are we doing here? Right. So I am taking that time and I am I'm wishing for you that you take that time. And so one of the things that I have been doing is, of course, you guys know I love to read. <laughs> um, several times I've done some book reviews on here. Um, but the book I'm reading right now, it's called Self-Care for Black Women, 150 Ways to Radically Accept and Prioritize Your Mind, Body and Soul. And the author's name is Oladera Audio. OK, and I will put this in the show notes so you can go and get it from Amazon or wherever um, you buy your books from. But it's 150 ways to radically accept and prioritize your mind, body and soul. And there are so many good things in here. And some of them that I was like, oh, this, this is hard. <laughs> this is this is really, really hard. It's like, oh, God, because she has really taken time with each one of these, these 150 ways. And I'll be honest with you and tell you that I haven't finished. I haven't finished getting through the book. You know, it's 150 ways. Okay, so I haven't finished getting through the book because I've had to stop and really consider, stop and really ponder on some of the things that she has written. And she gives you these exercises um, that are really thought provoking, that really require you to go deeper into yourself, which is good work. It's the good. This is the work that we need to do so that when we emerge when we decide that we're going to reappear on a public stage, when we decide we're going to show up differently in spaces, that we've actually done the work and that we have actually that we're actually prepared for what's going to come back to us. And so um, some of the ones, some of the ones that that really got me, and I think I'll just give you maybe, you know, three, maybe three to five of them. Um, that I'm working on or have worked through over the past. Mm, ooh, let's see. I got this book back in July, maybe June. Um, so I've been working my way through. But um, she she had you do a grounding exercise, and and so 
in this exercise, she basically has us um, looking and locating and, no and noticing and recognizing a couple things. And she uses your five senses. So, you know, five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and, and one thing that you can taste. And it's so good. It sounds really simple, right, y'all? You know, like it, but it grounds you in a way to the earth in a sense, like it grounds you in a way that like I was, I, it was very refreshing. It was very refreshing to me to, to do the exercise. And I can tell you that I often find myself, especially when I'm in a situation where like I've been overwhelmed or I felt surprised or I felt um, blindsided. For me to do this exercise because it helps to ground me and and I can focus and I can you know I can respond in a way that is appropriate because I don't let you know your feelings or even my thoughts about what has occurred get in the way of how I interact or how I respond to said situation so um, that's one of them in yo y'all it is, <laughs> it is awesome. It is awesome. I recommend, I recommend y'all. I, I recommend. Um, simple things like saying no. Okay. So I know this is hard for some of y'all, especially if you are a younger, um, black woman or a woman of color, um, working in, working in the STEM space or working in America right now, especially if you're one of those, you just got the job, maybe you're into the job one or two years and they just keep putting things on your plate. You, you, you know, that new project showed up in your in your inbox. Um, your boss is, you know, hypes you up and says, you you know, you're great and amazing. And you may be, but it doesn't mean that you're invincible. It doesn't mean that you don't have a point where you begin to feel overworked, underpaid, overwhelmed. And so saying no is uh, first. It is a complete sentence. Practice. No. And mean it, y'all. Not just no, a token no. I mean, no and really mean it. Now, if you're in a professional environment, you're probably going to have to give reasons, but the no is a no. Um, and, and maybe you don't. Maybe a no is enough. Um, you know, it will probably be unexpected for those people who aren't used to saying no or folks who haven't been saying no. And so no will be a new experience. But no, it should be nonetheless. You have to know your limits. This is all a part of you learning yourself. If you've gotten to a point to where you're like, mm -mm, nope, can't do it, not going to do it, don't want to do it, whatever it is, um, that's a no. You have to be aware of where your line is, though, if you're going to say no. Um, and you should, and again, practice um, so if you're going to say no, you have to know when you're getting close to the line and um, it would behoove you to basically tell your boss um, if you're working for someone um, or if you're a consultant, tell the tell the client. If you're a contractor, tell the client, hey, um, that's past my limit. I don't think I'm going to be able to, you know, complete that project or take that project on. Or um, I, you know, I have to draw the line here um, for my services unless you want to, you know, you want to renegotiate said said um, 
said contract. And then, and then what does that entail? So be as detailed as possible if you're going to do it. And so, um, no, (laughs) sounds easy, right? (laughs) So here's one that, um, I think I have to relearn every, um, every once in a while. And one of them was practice radical honesty with yourself. Ooh, we y'all. So, you know, I, 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 I say to that I have to relearn it, but I think I just need to re to remember it. You know what I mean? Because one thing I do know is that you never lie to yourself. It always shows up. Like if you're feeling anxious or there's some anxiety, that's you, that's your body talking to you. And so it's up to you to get to the bottom of where that anxiety is coming from, what it's stemming from, what it's about and what it actually means. You know, when I get I'm in a high stress environment, my I, I have literally broken out in highs before and I'm like, oh, my God, where are these bumps coming from? Right. And that to me is like, oh, no, no, Tasha, you're you're overstressed. You are, you know, because they say there's good stress. So um, I'll just say to you that, you know, if you've gotten to the point to where you are breaking out in hives, that that tells you that your body is having a physical reaction to what is happening and to the environment that you are in. And you need to be radically honest with yourself about where you stand. Are you going to be able to continue at this pace? on this project, at this company, working for this individual, doing this thing? Are you going to be able to continue to be in a relationship with this person? Can, you know, unless there's, you know, things that are different and what it means for you. It's like working through all of those things. And I, that's, that's my work. And I think it is, it's going to serve you well if you, if you take that on. Okay. One of the other things that she talks about in the book is a plan that vacation, y'all. Okay. Again, plan that vacation. This past year, I took two vacations for the first time ever, ever. I took two vacations and people were like, oh, you out here just living your best life. And I was like, I am. I deserve this, you know? I deserve this. And I had to believe it for myself um, before I could say that to anybody else. So you need to know that that is um, that is possible, that you can live um, your best life that way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stemming in Stilettos. Please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic. You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www.drtasha.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos.